True Story, a documentary video and podcast interview series, almost everything you ever wanted to know about Eastern European documentary film. In-depth interviews, analysis, field reports, live events, and much, much more with your curious and enthusiastic hosts, Ivona Remundová and Nicole Jennifer Edelman. This series is brought to you by the Institute of Documentary Film in Prague and Film New Europe. You know, this is the problem. The society from the city is so much far from the society living elsewhere than mm-hmm. in the cities. What separates us is a huge, huge, huge gap, which we fill again with our projections, yeah. nothing else. Our stories. And, uh, I expected that far- farmers who are against wolves will be like these Trumpist idiots. But what I met were really kind people. Who just And want to take care of their homes, their families, mm. you know. Exactly, like who, who fight it a whole life to get to this Wants. level where they are, yes. and still they have many challenges. And then the wolf comes, and this is another challenge which they have to deal with. Hello everyone, today I am very excited to share this moment with Martin Pav. He's the executive producer of the beautiful and complicated battle of information and culture on the edge of the country here in the Czech Republic. Today we talk about his film, Wolves at the Borders, and how we can deepen this conversation. Before we do, I'd like to let you know that Martin received a degree from FAMU in directing fiction, but soon after he started focusing on documentaries. In his opinion, his experience with directing fiction gives him a big advantage. He puts emphasis on strong, emotion-filled stories, as well as powerful audiovisual presentation. His debut film, Vote for Cabrera, won the Audience Award at the Hilova IDFF in 2018. Martin is now studying for his PhD degree at the MUP, where he dedicates his work to the post-colonial identity of slums and cities in countries belonging to the global south. The issue of clashing cultures and their mutual influences is one of the principal topics which Martin addresses in his work, and he absolutely does in Wolves at the Borders, and I'm very excited to talk to him more about this now. So welcome, Martin. Thank you so much for joining us. So happy to have you here. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. So let's just get started. Why don't you tell me about your experience of working on Wolves at the Borders? Yeah, the horror project started just immediately after we finished the shooting of my feature debut. Okay. Uh, when we came back from Kibera, I was thinking what is supposed to be our next film about. Mm. And uh, in that moment, I just opened the newspapers and I read the article about farmers who were raising some protests and demonstration against the arrival of wolves back to the Czech Republic. And in the same time, there was also the escalation of the refugee crisis. So these two topics somehow connected in my head. And soon after, when I was discussing this topic with my friends, we came up with the idea that it could be kind of a good film, how we could explore the Czech society and the reaction not only to wolves, but also concerning the refugee crisis, Mm. uh, the reaction to something new which is coming to us, and uh, that wolves can be a good example, a good topic where we can explore this much wider issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, I felt that culture clash immediately. The music, the framing, it's very jarring. You get a sense of point of view and tone from the get-go, and I can see where those two topics can mesh, and specifically about the refugee crisis. What is your point of view on it? What, did, what was some of what you wanted to explore? 
specifically? There were many things we uh, yeah. spent about two years with shooting in the area. So the first thing which was very interesting for me, of course, was to explore the side of people who are against wolves mm -hmm. because I naturally come from, let's say, city society. I'm surrounded by people who think about um, the ecologist way, about nature in the way how I also want to see it. So from the initial point of view, we want wolves to come back here, but mm. uh, it's also us who live in the city and do not live in the countryside, mm -hmm. especially do not have, I don't know, herds of sheep in countryside mm -hmm. and so on. And this rapidly changes when you meet people and get to know them closely and see what those who are actually living in the nature, what, what kind of life it is really. And here I realized that the presence of wolves, it doesn't matter if it's one wolf or if it's hundreds of wolves, uh, the life changes. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, what I think the reaction is about. It is not about, it is not the hatred, the general hatred against wolves, but it is a fear coming from the change. And I could see that it really is a change. Many ecologists, many environmentalists are doubting about those farmers saying that we have it changed our lives. But what I saw, it really is because people were used to live in the place where uh, there was nothing to be afraid of in terms of any predator. Mm -hmm. But after the arrival of wolves, it changed. Film New Europe is one of the top news publications for film professionals around the world with news about 18 countries delivered to its audience daily. Join the network of Europe's most successful film professionals at www.filmneweurope.com. You bring up such an important point about change in general. I'll speak very personally. Uh, change as a concept has been something that I have struggled with my whole life. I don't think I'm alone. I think everybody struggles with change. But part of our ability to evolve and transform is embracing it. So man versus nature, you know, that sense of we can conquer something that uh, was almost there before us. Mm -hmm. you know, is another idea that I think is really interesting. Um, how can we help people change? I know that's like a very open question, but in your own experience with struggling with change, I'm assuming, what does it bring up for you when you make a movie like this where people are struggling with change? I think it is extremely complicated uh, topic because, yeah, I, I was saying that it is a change of life people. So, for example, those farmers have to uh, adapt themselves to the presence of wolves by building fences. But there is some fear hidden inside of them, which I think goes much farther than, than the reality is. And it is a fear coming from the social constructions which we make. Mm. This is how we also play with the presence of wolves uh, in the movie that we actually do not show them. Mm -hmm. We want to present wolves as close as how people interpret the presence mm -hmm. of wolves. Mm -hmm. So uh, the invisibility is very important aspect of it. And uh, because when it's something invisible, we fill it in by our own values, emotions, the way how we see the world around us, mm -hmm. how we interpret it with our interpretations. And this is where I think the fear is coming from. So I think maybe the advice would be to open up the dialogue, to really somehow try to calm down and see the facts and evidences, but also try to understand the emotions, not to get rid of the emotions, but take the emotions as a part of our life, which always be here. So somehow think about it, 
nothing is to me explainable only by scientific evidence because we have the scientific evidence and people still yeah, it yeah, doesn't have yeah. uh, so we have to somehow deal with the emotions and this is I think this is why we made this movie and uh, I'm not able to say maybe the the proper advice now. Uh, for me, it will be huge experience the whole distribution of the movie yeah. to see actually how the film works with human emotions. And I hope this film will open a big discussion because uh, so far I have realized that many people uh, from, of course, from the environmentalist side mm -hmm. who, who welcome wolves uh, are. Uh, satisfied with the film, but also people who are against the presence of wolves are satisfied. Yeah. And I believe that this film can somehow melt this group together and here we can see what kind of emotions will arise and then I I will be somehow maybe improvising during the discussions. <laughs> and so I don't Definitely. know. Definitely. No, I, it really, you bring up a, a, a massively important part. I mean, even me sitting across from you, I I was left watching the film being like, I oh, like a vault. Now what do we do, you know? And it just brought up themes for me more than anything. Man versus nature. We are afraid of the unknown. We have story of, of having to conquer the beast, you know, in all of our, our hero's journeys. We have to fight, slay the dragon kind of feeling, you know? Um, to be personal for a second, I lived in California for eight years and my ex-husband taught me how to surf. And surfing was one of the scariest things mm -hmm. I've ever done in my life. That feeling of man versus nature and trying to conquer it and learn how to surf the waves. Your film made me think of that, you know? The wolves, we are the wolves. We are the nature. We are fire. We are the things that threaten us. How do we make peace with our natural selves? I feel like we try to anesthetize ourselves from uh, nature. But really, we need it. We like the border, our own borders with our relationship with nature are something that just interests me. And your film made me think about it, you know, mm -hmm. our own relation to our natural selves. We think that we are not nature, but we are just as predatory as wolves. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah I really you know? like what you're saying. So um, many strong points of view are articulated in your film. The visuals of the film are really profound. A couple characters are shown, so to speak, and you get to know them in a very particular way that's specific for their character. I really appreciated that, you know. Um, I won't, spoiler alerts, watch the film. But the communication, and again, I'm not a native, I'm a native English speaker, I'm not a Czech speaker, so I'm always in, in interested in the tone and energy of how people are speaking about difficult subjects on film in Czech film. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, that first opening scene where he buys the beer, they're having a conversation, then he just gets up and walks away. How are we supposed to have a conversation if we just get up and walk away? Also, the tone, the language, there's like, there was very little listening. I just ask again, I'm asking you, it's like, the language that was used was so um, firm, mm. so firm. <clears throat> How are we going to make peace? I was, I was really sometimes scared uh, during shooting the film because, uh, and also editing the film, because uh, I heard many, many these really hard sentences. You know what People I mean. People saying yeah. these phrases like about building fences, building walls. Yeah. Like these really exact phrases which I used to hear only connected with the refugees crisis yes. game. Like building fences uh, or uh, like in one moment people are scared of building fences between people and the wolves and uh, people are supposed to be those who are 
supposed to be behind the fence and be part of the zoo and wolves are coming here to uh, watch uh, people <laughs> behind the fence in the zoo. <laughs> But then the same person uh, followed this argument by another argument that we are supposed to build another huge fence and put all the wolves inside and scientifically observe, uh, them. observe them. So this is something which I think was really crazy. So from one part, the movie is definitely not offering a solution, but maybe more like pointing to the crisis which is here in the society. Yeah, and so. and you feel it, and you feel it, and I I could I really when I was watching the film, I, it was this this sense of I hope things can find a solution. Mm. There were some other characters in the movie that you could see uh, had a more tempered way of communicating, a more measured way of taking action. But then there's always the people that seem to like you know get the fire and the mm. brimstone and you know the fire scene. You know, yep. it's scary. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Um, again, things that your film made me think of, it, it is a question-making film. It really uh, asks you to think about some of these larger themes. Uh, for me, it was calling of the wild, you know, uh, women who run with the wolves, our mm-hmm. archetypical stories, our need for wolves, our connection with wolves and water. Um, And again, without separating them, how do we adapt? So I really just have more questions for you. Like, how do we adapt? How do we grow through these challenges as a society? I think it extremely depends on what kind of person you are. Uh, in the film, we wanted, uh, I was trying to get as close as possible to all of the characters which are in the movie, and I really was trying not to judge any, yeah. any of them. And I think, uh, We somehow succeeded, yes. Because uh, uh, one of the things which really helped me was uh, to realize that there are actually two areas of conflict. One area of conflict is uh, between those people who are against wolves, who those people who are uh, against them. This is one area, and the another area is that there is the world of human and then the world of nature. Mm-hmm. And I decided to be in favor of nature mm-hmm. and see all the protagonists, no matter if, if he or she is on the side of wolves or not, like to be like the, the antagonists of, mm-hmm. of the nature. Mm-hmm. This is uh, how the camera sympathizes with, with the landscape. And uh, yeah. also there is one character which is somehow connected with the nature and is the silent boy walking all the time yeah. through the forest. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I really yeah, enjoyed these really parts fun. with him. And uh, so I think it is you, you somehow feel it from the film that he's like uh, uh, in favor of <laughs> the director a yeah. bit more than the rest of people uh, in the film. And it's just because we wanted to somehow uh, depict uh, the nature as the strongest player in the movie. And if I have a look uh, on the film from the point of view of the journey of the characters, mm-hmm. uh, each of the characters who are uh, like within the people, all of them have some very strong opinion how the life on the world should look like and uh, everyone steps the discussion with wolves and has huge goals like one wants to eradicate the wolves uh, the other wants wolves to be uh, rescued and even have more and more and like change the world of human to be more uh, in the favor of nature so it's like huge goals and then this there is this one silent boy in the nature whose goal is only to meet the wolf. Like the smallest goal, but he actually meets him at the end. And he is kind of the winner for me. But at the beginning, 
his goal was the smallest one. I don't know if it's the answer how we should adapt ourselves, but not to expect something big to take place and to be satisfied mm-hmm. also with mm-hmm. these minor changes, mm-hmm. which are important. And definitely, well. I mean, just personally <laughs> and professionally, small yet significant changes often are the most profound that make the most impact long term as well. So um, moving on, you know, you may have already answered this, so just possibly think about it in a new frame. But what were some of the most complicated aspects of this culture clash, this battle for you? Like for me, it's we need wolves. Why do we think we don't? Debil, you know, stupid mm-hmm. that we think that we don't. That's just one um, idea. What do you think are the most complicated aspects for you? That I also got very close to people who see that uh, people are saying we need wolves, devils. We, we are used to uh, live without wolves for many years. And this is what we actually built our civilization on, that we yeah. eradicated this, like that we got up the nature that we got higher than, than the nature is and uh, uh, yeah I think man this is the one. man, man one. one man one humankind one yeah exactly and now the wolves are coming mm-hmm. back no this is battle. the way step forward yeah so uh, backward like the step backwards <laughs> so man uh, in nature I am mm-hmm. part of it <laughs> yeah people think that uh, when we accept wolves we also step backwards and this is something which we have to deal with this argument is it a step backwards I think not, <laughs> definitely. Mm, mm. Uh, but that was the most complicated part that you saw, that because yeah. it's so <clears throat> different mm-hmm. than your own point of view. Because uh, when I spoke to those people, you know, this is the problem. How the society from the city is so much like far from the society living elsewhere than mm-hmm. in the cities. We can live 200 kilometers from each other, but uh, uh, what separates us is a huge, huge, huge gap. Uh, which we fill again with our projections, yeah. nothing else. Our stories. And, uh, I expected that farmers who are against wolves will be like these Trumpist idiots. But what I met were really kind people. I, I loved the time which we spent with them. Who just and want to take care of their homes, their families, mm, you know. Exactly, like who, who fight it the whole life to get to this wants. level where they are. Yes. And still they have many challenges. And then the wolf comes and this is another challenge which they have to deal with. This is one thing, like that it is a problem uh, which is added to another huge bunch of other problems. And the other thing, what I felt was the pain of people that they are losing uh, the old world, you know, mm. the pain of, of losing something where I know who I am, where I know things. And that the fear of transformation to something which is unknown. The chaos, yeah. For now 20 years, the Institute of Documentary Film has been helping documentary filmmakers and their audiences to discover and uncover a wide range of topics, from important social issues to intimate stories of interesting people. Documentary is no longer perceived as merely descriptions of reality in distant cultures or animal life. Documentary film has become a key catalyst of critical social change, reflecting human challenges and identifying laws or cultural rules that no longer apply while deepening the artistic practice of filmmaking. Yeah, again, that's probably one of the most profound themes for me and very personal because I absolutely Mm. struggle with change. So with that, I have great empathy for others who struggle with change, but 
it's this deep realization. There's no going back. There is no perfect mm. old world way. And it's no longer. So we have to be in the here and now and how to make the best of it, how to adapt, how to transform, how to accept it and not resist. But this just you know, mm. Buddhist practice for me. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. So um, uh, for, for just information, how and when do the wolves return? Can you remind me and then share with our listeners and viewers? I think it was 2016 okay. when the first pack of wolves was... Uh, uh, reintroduced? Reintroduced. It's, it's not a good okay. reintroduction. It's like that the human are reintroducing. Yes. There's the human action, but they actually came like, or were observed. We got the first evidence of the wolf presence uh, in 2016, and uh, then the wolf population was just increasing uh, every year. Because so it's a really nice place to make babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, I wouldn't say that the Czech. Uh, this is again the argument of uh, farmers that uh, these wolves are not the normal wolves because we are used to wolves. We are used to the image of wolf who is the symbol of wilderness in Alaska. Uh, and uh, this is not, a, not, not the true. The, the wolf population which we have here is the like Middle Europe wolf mm -hmm. population mm -hmm. which is used to live in the agricultural landscape, in the landscape inhabited by people. So actually these wolves are searching for areas which are partially covered by, by forests, mm. but partially covered by uh, you know, human uh, people and their activities and agriculture and farm animals are one of They're these characteristics and they are part of what they eat but it is a it is a small portion it is a small percentage about I don't know what is the, the statistics but it's not more than 10% for sure mm -hmm. and this comes from uh, the analysis of uh, uh, the Eco-warriors. Eco yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, and back to language, you know, there was some, um, uh, the way that they said it, you know, eco-warriors was such a, uh, like a, uh -huh. a diss, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Eco-warriors, yeah, okay. But the, the, on, the other, on the other side, also these, those eco-warriors sometimes feel as these eco-warriors and uh, also act as these eco-warriors against uh, yeah. those farmers and then again people uh, they could start with just open discussion with them but they don't even start with the open discussion and or, or already start with the argumentation yeah and from sometimes i heard like even the argument that one that wolf means also one that farmer so wow but this is something you know which is running online on facebook so you don't really know how much attention you should put to but it. i think it's important because language is so important and as the filmmaker you know, the one who is leading the charge for this piece of work to go out into the world, and we'll talk about distribution in a second. Um, how would you like to open up those dialogues? How would you like to help others have these kinds of difficult conversations, but with setting a rule, like rules for how to do it? Number one. <laughs> number one, don't be a jerk. Number two. Say. Um, 
if we focus on, on one area, one location, like where, where the uh, film takes place, I would maybe start with people talking about their values, which they share in terms of the nature which is around them. Yeah. I think they should start with the discussion with it, about not what about, they share. Those, about what they share. And I would keep them in this discussion for a longer time. What kind of problems they also share, because it's not only wolves, it's it's a drought, which is which is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know, I, I really didn't find a way how could people, then how I would create a bridge to open the wolf discussion. I would maybe start with people like talking about also what they kind of expect from the life, because it is quite mm-hmm. a huge difference between our protagonists. There's uh, one uh, a small scale farmer, she's mm-hmm. a girl, mm-hmm. a lady, and uh, She, all what she is, expects from the nature around her is to feed her and her children. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then there is uh, the large-scale farmer who is having a huge, huge industry. And I don't know if these people will ever find manage. a way to find meet. A way. Yeah, um, I mean, again, these are questions for all of our problems, whether it be uh, a point of view on on um, re- the refugee input, you know, the crisis. Even those words have. Weight and meaning. Mm-hmm. Is it a crisis? Is it a problem? Is it a challenge? Is it a, you know, and to find language that is still firm, but softer mm-hmm. about values and about coming to terms and about working together collaboratively in community, yeah. you know? But those are questions that I ask all the time in regards to <clears throat> conflict, mm-hmm. because what you see in this movie is conflict. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with you in terms of the words that even us, we can say uh, it is a crisis within the right. society, but we, both of us use the word crisis mm-hmm. and maybe make it a bigger Works. issue than it exactly. is. Exactly. In, in just into the word and then the word like cir- uh, circulates uh, around other people and it's not good yet, but maybe really to take care of what people are saying. And again, for me, it is crucial to understand Or, or to start working with emotions within Absolutely. the public sphere, to know, to be aware of that emotions are here. So <laughs> scientific evidences can help us. Well, I'm squeezing you because <laughs> I'm a big fan of feelings, yeah. just in general. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think culturally we've talked about feelings enough. Mm-hmm. And the work that I study and follow, uh, specifically the work of Dr. Brene Brown, really brings to light the importance of feelings and having to mine them for our for our learning and our growth. And culturally, people. Mm-hmm have not done that work. We suppress feelings and mm-hmm. then we get an angry and we have all of these mm-hmm. big explosive feelings that we don't know how to manage. We don't know how to work with. Yeah. Um, did you, please continue. No, I, I completely agree. So just bringing it back to the actual uh, technical aspect of the film, the framing I found to be such a beautiful part of your storytelling. Can you talk a little bit about that? Again, for each character, I felt like they had their own way of being seen through the lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were several principles which we decided to set up at the beginning. It was the uh, cinemascope uh, for mates, then, uh, then we decided for the uh, static shots of the landscape, and mm. somehow we always were trying to find moments when the sequences of the nature somehow follow the emotions of the movie or of the characters themselves and in terms of framing of the of the protagonists uh, there was not any specific principle which we decided to set for each of them it okay. was more the way how we were trying to connect 
to them mm-hmm. and it somehow happened within us that we already had the style of camera and we already knew the people so it somehow came under our hands I would say yeah I would just say that was one of the most uh, my biggest takeaway was that each of the protagonists had a specific way of being seen and I mm-hmm. get you it came from who they are organically and those shots were either rigid uh-huh. or softer do you know what I mean yeah, yeah yeah and I really felt that and that was really cool I'm, so. I'm really happy for this yeah what yeah. you're saying because uh, so far the movie was screened in several festivals okay. but uh, I have never spoke to anyone who saw the movie actually because uh, it everything was online in okay. foreign countries so uh, this is your first conversation you, with actually, someone actually, yeah yeah it's my oh, first how conversation how exciting <laughs> yay welcome well cool I'm honored um So uh, just a few last questions. Um, what do you think the future holds? What do you think the future holds for these communities? And I'm going to bring it back to how we can, and you know, allow me to be of service to guide a conversation about it, have some kind of mediation. You know, I'm just an, uh, a positive person here. I'm an optimist by nature. So what does the future hold for these communities that are working it out? Mm, I think either it is a comedy or a tragedy uh, because uh, <laughs> like the comedy is means that uh, in in five years yeah uh, it will not be the hot topic you know so people will just lose their attention which makes it the comedy because you know that people are fighting for then we would see that for nothing maybe mm-hmm. uh, the tragedy would be that people will not find the argument and that uh, some the conflict will escalate and uh, there will be some uh, killings of wolves and uh, I can't really imagine what kind of impact it will have on the society but uh, yeah I think there is a fear uh, that uh, people are able to somehow I wouldn't say eradicate wolves mm-hmm. but yeah maybe if there would be yeah. uh, So yeah, this is this is my fear that, uh, and uh, okay, so this is the pessimistic way of okay. uh, seeing uh, <laughs> people, <laughs> and uh, the optimistic is that there are another maybe more serious problems in the area, and uh, it is as I said already the lack of water, and mm, yeah. uh, people are dealing with it on both sides. And there is again the discussion whether uh, the solution of uh, how to get water back is supposed to be in stepping a little bit backwards so uh, somehow change the landscape to be able more to uh, accumulate water return sustainability to yeah. the land mm-hmm. but some people still are saying no 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 this is a step backwards we want to step forward so we have to think how to use this newly created sustainable land also again for agriculture and so on and so right. on. like again like this this right. way of thinking so it depends which part will win or maybe it will somehow melt together what it means sustainable actually <laughs> sustainable is it's, it's it's a huge question what is sustainable oh uh, well i mean yes I understand what you're saying, and I too put my focus on nature. Sustainability is when all systems are able to continue without being tapped. All the resources aren't being tapped out. And clearly when you watch the film, you see the impact that the diverse uh, natural landscape has on our water system. You know, again, we are nature. We can't take too much. Mm-hmm. We have to give back. 
So I just felt all the complicated nature of it, and you really bring up a lot of important points. So to sum up, though, what is the best way to stay informed and get involved and support the distribution of this film? We have a Facebook page called Wolves at the Borders. Wolves at so the Borders, Facebook page. Please follow it. And follow it. Uh, <laughs> the movie is supposed to be released at the Yehlava Film Festival. Okay. And then there's supposed to be the classical Czech cinema distribution, but of course, for sure, we don't really know in which way we are going to distribute the movie. Okay. So follow our uh, Facebook page and then... Definitely. And watch it whenever you can. We're supporting IDF filmmakers here and Film New Europe. Um, last thing that I want to say is because I think about this a lot um, in regards to communication and what prevents people from listening to one another active listening and how mediation can occur. I come from a mediation background. My father was an, uh, an attorney and I have a love of English, specifically language, and it has such power. So I'm just going to say to our listeners and our viewers, think about how you speak. Think before you speak. Um, choose words that allow for space and for active listening, which means that we don't wait for the moment to say our next thing, but that we really listen to each other and um, choose your words wisely to meet those goals. Because at least back to this film, that seems like the only option mm. is to have some forums, some, some um, community events where people learn to actively listen to each other. Otherwise, everyone's just going to go down the tubes, man. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds like life. Yeah, maybe like share share the uh, emotions and uh, yeah, project ourselves like. into these those who we are talking to Definitely. that they share also the same pain, the same story. Empathy <coughs> is a learned skill, my friends. Yeah. Martin, thank you so much for your time today. It was so wonderful having you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. A pleasure. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.